Alright, and welcome back. I am Harrison Fagan, and we are back at it with another episode of Rewind and Reconsider. I am joined, this time, not with a guest, just with my lovely co-host and soon-to-be wife, Mia Agraviador. Mia, uh, how are you excited for this movie that we're going to watch today that is going to, I think, have the unique perspective of ruining both of our childhoods, even though I don't think either of us have seen it yet? <laughs> no, i I'm not, I'm not looking forward to this. <laughs> so we are watching, if you did not, for some reason, look at the title of this episode before, uh, you know, like, deciding to click play, which, hey, like, we appreciate you, but uh, we're today we are watching The Last Airbender, which is, you would not know it by the title, maybe, but it is based on the TV show Avatar, The Last Airbender, uh, for why they took Avatar out of the movie title just one of many questions yeah. that I'm sure, based on reputation, that this movie is going to ma- to like raise. Now, I'm sure some of you are sitting there asking yourselves, like, Harrison, Mia, things are miserable enough. Why are you subjecting yourselves to this? And my answer to you is... It's for your enjoyment. Exactly. And we do this for you, the and, fans, the and, patrons. And Mia just watched... You know, Avatar The Last Airbender, the TV show. I watched bits and pieces of it as she watched. And so I feel like between the two of us, that makes us caught up enough to jump into this movie and figure out, like, okay, how do you take this beloved animated property that is basically, like, trending on Twitter because people are so excited to have it on Netflix, like, ten years after it came out, where, and you take it and you make, like, one of the most, I think, reviled movie adaptations of all time. I've never seen it. I've seen a couple clips, and it's made me extremely excited to watch how bad this movie is going to be. But we're going to go in with the lowest, I think, expectations possible. I'm ready. I'm ready to be angry. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> let's go check out this train wreck. Okay. Okay, and we're back. We just watched the last Airbender. I almost said Avatar: The Last Airbender. No, we watched The Last Airbender, and you know what? This is our podcast. Fuck the sixty-second summary. This movie does not deserve a sixty-second summary. No, 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 no. You don't get to get out of it that easy. You no, are this, doing the sixty-second no, 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 summary. This movie no, 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 no. Is so no, terrible. no. You're doing it. You're doing it. You made us sit through this, and like it was you rewatching the TV show that made us think this would be like, oh, fun idea. Let's like see how the movie compares to the TV show. So this is your fault, and you made me do the sixty-second summary I was not prepared for last time. So now you are going to sit in this. You made this mess, and you're going to deal with it. So I'm going to start the timer, and you are going to try and summarize the plot of this movie in sixty seconds. Okay, so long ago, the four nations lived in harmony, and everything changed when the Fire Nation attacked. Only the Avatar, master of all four elements, <laughs> uh, can defeat the Fire Lord. But when the world needed him most, he vanished. A hundred years passed, and Katara and Sokka found him in an ice cube thing. Um, the Avatar has much to learn, but I believe he can save the world. I mean, honestly, like, you're way under the 60 seconds. That That's not... You're not wrong. I'm not wrong. That was... A, the, that movie, I didn't think about this before, but was essentially, like, made like somebody only watched the Cliff Notes credits for Avatar. Yeah, and I and, apologize. I don't have it all memorized, so... <laughs> no, that was pretty good off okay. the top of your head. I mean, for me, like, that was... Uh, like, I, I mean, I feel like that was accurate, but I didn't just rewatch the show, so... 
Yeah. But, uh, oh my God. You actually, I think, movie. gave that movie too much credit by exactly. giving it that lead. That's why I didn't want to do the 60 second summary. Among one of the many cardinal sins of this <sighs> film, and there are many, was that they redid that intro and like rewrote it with different words for some reason. Yeah. It's already like one of the most iconic opening credits I think of like any children's show ever. And like the fact that you could just have it memorized and ready to go, like I think speaks to it. And they were like M. Night Shyamalan or whoever actually wrote this movie. I know he directed it, but whoever actually wrote it was just like, eh, I can do better, I think. And that's kind of the attitude that this whole movie takes. Yeah. Is it's like th this beloved childhood property. I don't even like it, I think, as much as you and many of our fans do. Uh, or not, sorry, not our fans. Avatar's fans do. But, like, e even I was insulted by this movie. This movie was like... It took that one thing you like, it covered it in shit, and then shoved it down your throat and yelled at you and said, you're gonna like this. That's basically the entire that movie. That was a little specific and graphic <laughs> yeah. for me. I but, mean, I mean, am I wrong? No, you're yes. not wrong. Okay, so did you like anything about this movie? The final, like the final battle had a couple of cool moments. Like when he went into the Avatar state for the final time and just started wrecking shit. Like, he, you know, he, like, basically drowns all the Fire Nation soldiers that are in the ships outside, and then, like, all the ones inside are like, oh no, this child is going to murder us, and so I guess now we believe that the Avatar is good and we're just gonna follow him. Like, as the tidal wave is, like, hanging over the, like, you know, the northern ice nation, water nation city. Ice, ice nation. It's the ice benders. <laughs> no, it's the, um, it's the wa Northern Water Tribe. Yes, Northern Water Tribe. Um, like, that scene I actually thought was pretty cool. Like, I thought visually it looked good. And it was kind of like it showed the imposing power of the Avatar. And showed the cool powers of the world in a way that the entire movie leading up to it had not really managed to do. Um, it was like a sliver of like... Oh, yeah, like that cool. one, if you would have just showed me that one scene, I would have been like, oh, I bet this movie is going to be really sick. But, nope. Yeah, I think the thing that this movie struggles with is that it tries to take the whole of season one, or book one, that's what it calls. Okay, going forward, I'm going to be that person where I'm going to be like, well, in the show, it was this. It's... I just, I really like this show. Okay, I'm, pre I'm prepared. <laughs> I was prepared for this. Um, yeah, so they tried to fit every everything, pretty much everything in season one into a two-hour movie. Apparently, uh, A Night Shyamalan, he directed and wrote this and produced it. So oh, so it's you, all his fault. Okay, yeah. so we could just totally tee off on him on this yes. one. This so is not a situation where I'm going to have to take it back in like 20 minutes when you read me an IMDb yeah. thing. <laughs> so apparently he wrote the script and he gave it to, I think, Nickelodeon Studios or Paramount or something like that. And it was supposedly seven hours long. And they're like, no, 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 you gotta cut this. Wait, seven hours? Oh, well, maybe that's what they're making the Netflix show based on. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> and, and it's just like, just, you know, pick and choose, you know? Like, keep a storyline consistent. There was so much happening at once, 
but like it was all under exposition. That the entire movie was exposition. Yes, even all almost all of the dialogue was exposition. It was just people saying things that no real world person in a world would say. Yeah. Or like they're like, oh well, we need Zuko's backstory at one point. This was like the most flagrant abuse this of this. Was I think. Disgusting. And like so the, the you know M Night Shyamalan master screenwriter decided <laughs> that how can I get Zuko's backstory in here? Should I do a flashback? No, that's too easy. I'm just gonna have Zuko in a hood ask a child do you know the story of Prince Zuko and have this child tell it as we do the flashback you know because that's what people do is they're like he's like oh uncle do you not remember how sad my childhood was Hold let on. me ask this, yes, child let's get this child to explain here. it to you get over here tell me about me and anything you say wrong no no, no not you. not me like because he was he was in disguise that child did not know he was Prince Zuko oh my god yeah I just there's so much that they could have just just shown instead of tell like the whole thing where like the avatar oh i'm gonna get into the pronunciation like every character comes off as brainless because they're constantly asking about the rules of the world it's like no no no, you live here you're supposed to explain this to us stop it stop it (laughs) no like the whole scene where they were like they traveled they're traveling to the northern uh northern um uh, water tribe right and that's pretty much the whole basis of book one is that this whole journey to get to the the water tribe and in between they kind of have these stops and like you know fun little like adventures and stuff but in this movie they just glossed over it they're like ah uh, yes we visited a bunch of um, villages and nations Anyway, so here's yeah. They spent the they spent all, uh, they spent about six seconds for Aang to have a tantrum at the air temple when he realized that all his people were dead. Which fair, um, you know, I think worth being upset about. Pretty quickly moved on, and they were going around the Earth uh, Earth Nation Earth Kingdom. Yeah, I think the Earth Kingdom. There was like an Earth village that was overtaken by the Fire Nation. Yeah, and so their strategy there was to just get captured in prison, and then Aang is supposed to give this like you know charismatic speech where he rallies the people. And this, like, this, I'm sorry, I'm gonna roast a nine-year-old, but this, like, charismatic, you know, charisma-less, like, nine to twelve, however old child. He looks like a, and he has this, like, slappable face. Yeah. He just just, looks like he's being begged to be punched. (laughs) Okay, that's rude. But he he walks out into the middle of, like, this, like, Earthbender prison. And he's like, if the Avatar were here, would you all rebel? And And the people are like, like, everybody, like, looks at him. They're like, the Avatar is dead. And then he's like, no, I'm the Avatar. And he takes off his hood as if they're supposed to just, like, know what these, like, this like weird arrow tattoo that doesn't look anything like the one in the show. I guess like they couldn't make it blue. I don't know. Like, um, yeah, I think that's kind of fair though. Cause it's I, like, uh, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, he like pulls it off and he's like, I'm the avatar. And then he like does some of their weird bending in this movie, which we can get into a little bit. And then they just like, there are a couple scenes of them like liberating different earth nation villages. But it's like all under like 50 seconds. Yeah. And it's like Katara basically, again, this is the testament to how much they did not listen to this show. Like the whole the the movie comes off like someone gave M Night Shyamalan a five minute cliff notes of what the show was about of what season one, and he's like, okay, say no more. I I think I got the gist. Like I feel like going into this movie just as a movie, like we're not comparing it to the show or anything. If you went to go see that movie, you didn't know anything about Avatar: The Last Airbender. You watch this movie. 
it's still gonna suck. Yeah, you would still not like it. it. Is this is so not just choppy. yeah. This is not just like a case where like with like when I criticize like the Harry Potter movies or something, it's mostly because they're to me they're not as good as the books, and so they're lacking in that respect. Like I think, that, but there are a lot of people that either didn't read the books or that do like those movies or whatever based on their own merits. Like and it can I, stand alone. It can stand I cannot alone. imagine that there is a single person who likes or understood this movie that did not watch the TV show. Like no. that understands Absolutely this movie not. without watching the TV show or that even liked it, regardless of if they've seen either. So, um, a little backstory. The creators actually tried to put input on, like, hey, like, maybe you should do this. I mean, and they completely got shut out. So, has, like, Dave Filoni, like, disavowed this movie? I don't like, think formally? Dave Filoni, but, like, I thought, didn't he, wasn't he the showrunner? Um, I think he, like, helped create it, but, again, okay. I, don't quote me. I thought please. he was involved in some capacity on the TV show. Um, yeah, I mean, we could just run down. I, I don't want to, like, I, I don't want this to be an hour podcast of us oh. crapping on the, the Airbender movie. Hold on, but... hold on. So, this movie, 20 minutes in. I was already angry. My face was red. I had my hands in a You were fist. angry like five minutes in. Yeah, because first of all, right off the bat, it says they... Okay, so the whole thing that pissed me off is that their names and a lot of the names and uh, like other stuff, they're pronounced wrong. Yeah, it sounds like they didn't even watch the show. And you know why? Because M. Night Shyamalan, he defended it. He's like, ah, because I am using the correct uh, enunciation if it was in, um, you know, like, because it's an Asian, like like influence word and i'm using the correct terms it's like bitch if you're so concerned about that why did you whitewash pretty much every fucking character yeah exactly that concerns that concern that? rings a little hollow <laughs> when you cast white people in all of the major parts yeah so then now. everyone was like hey you or i mean not zuko obviously yeah. but like oh i'll get into yeah. that later but he, they told everyone but the main like, heroes are all white now exactly and so and like Shyamalan's like no 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 hold on we have some like mixed culture people um, in the in the movie, uh, yeah, they're all background characters. <laughs> like, you know, when they go and liberate the Earth Kingdom, or Earth, not Earth Kingdom, the Earth Tribe, whatever the fuck it's called. Uh, the Earthbenders that are yeah, in prison. Yeah, they're all, like, Asian, but, like, none of them get any speaking lines. It's No, all... I mean, they have a couple bad speaking lines. But that's it. Yeah. That's fucking it. <laughs> none of them had any character development whatsoever. And it's funny uh, because, because Katara and Sokka, or Sokka, as, yeah. you know, um... Yeah, I'm surprised it wasn't, like, Kotora or something, <laughs> yeah. like... Uh, they come from the Southern Water Tribe, and, like, okay, Katara's white, Sokka's white, uh... So you're like, oh, okay, maybe, like, the whole vi- No! No! It's just them. No, it's just them. Everyone else is, like, uh, like, um, um, Eskimo or Inuit type of descent, and, uh, except Katara, Sokka, and... I.e. I. They, I, I. they look like they look in the show. Like, yeah. the, oh, the yeah, villagers yeah. look like they look in the show. It's just Sokka and Katara and their grandma are all white for some reason. I know. And then the fact that he... The only, like... People of color. Which, like, not that there's anything... Obviously, we're not sitting here and criticizing this because there's anything wrong with being white. It's just... It's whitewashing characters who were not white. Yeah. Which they is, were, like... They were that specific... They looked that specifically because that's what they, the characters are in the show. It's like, yeah. that's what they represent. <laughs> Anyways. So... And then the fact that M. Night Shyamalan was like, okay, let's have some people of color. Let's make the entire Fire Nation the people of color. So it's basically, like, just, like... Black yeah, so versus, all the not black uh, yeah. versus white, but like dark versus light, you know. Yeah. Uh, why? Yeah, all the bad guys are Indian. No, apparently or, Dev Patel, who plays Zuko, 
which I'll give him credit. He did a little bit okay. Like, he had that anger. Yeah, no, honestly, like, I, I think he was hamstrung by the lines. I actually thought his performance was, like, fine. You know, he did his best with what he had. I, you know, he's clearly a talented actor. Yeah. Um. So, Dev Patel is Indian. And then the Daily Show guy is, um, I believe, New Zealand? Maori. Oh. Um, and then... Uh, Boss Fire- of Monvi? No, it was someone else. Oh, yeah, that must be Uncle uh, Eero. Uh, yeah. In this movie? Yeah, yeah. And, um, I think Fire Lord Ozai was Armenian. And okay. One of okay, them. never mind. So, alright. So, it's, like, all mixed. So, it's, like... Why? Why is it... You're just gonna be, like, oh, all brown people? That, that actually be... is worse, then. Exactly! Okay. Exactly! Oh, my God. Okay. So, let's get into where they fucked up with the characters, because, oh, my God. So, let's first... Let's start with... Well, I mean, first of all, all the kid actors suck. Oh, they're terrible. They're yeah. terrible. And they don't embody what the, the makes the characters so lovable. Like, with Aang, or Ong, whatever the fuck it's called... <laughs> He's supposed to be, like, really charismatic, he's goofy, he's a kid. He's yeah, he's, like, funny. Fun. Yeah, like, he's funny and fun, and, like, you know, obviously he has dramatic beats in the show, but, like, his whole thing is, like, he sees the world, like, he's this person that's supposed to see save the world, and it, part of it is because he sees the hope in it. He's, like, ho- he's almost naive yeah, in how and hopeful like, he is I and don't... optimistic yeah, and stuff. Yeah, but this kid? Oh, my God. This kid just screams and complains the whole movie. He's like, oh. Which, like, hey, fair. I mean, you're living in a pretty shitty world. (laughs) But, like, you know, it just didn't come off as being like the character and what people loved about it at all, which is, you know, like much of this movie. Sokka, again, took all the humor out of him. All gone. It's all gone. Like, that's what made him so great. He was, like, the lightheartedness and, you know, the kid. He was the comedic relief character. Exactly. And... There's none of that. I don't think he even makes a single joke in this entire movie. And that's what makes him Sokka. That's why everyone loves him, because he's just like, you know, he goes through life, and he's like sarcastic, he's funny, and nothing. Katara Katara has no personality other than, like, oh, I struggle to bend sometimes. Okay, and then that also pissed me off, because it took away this whole, like, arc. I I know it's a movie, and they can't go into this whole thing, but... The whole point of her, like, she's te- she also taught at, uh, uh, Aang. Oh my god, I almost called him Ong. She taught. Well, in this movie. Yeah, I know. She taught Aang in the show how to waterbed, and that's how they kind of bonded with each other because um, Aang doesn't have, like, a real problem with bending water because it's the next step up from air, right? Yeah. So, and then in this movie, he fucking struggles because he sucks ass. Yeah, well, they needed a struggle to, like, move this like, sure, movie forward like, in a more limited like, time. Like, he wasn't yeah. like, oh, I can't even make a little water bubble. No. And, you know, in the, in the show, Katara goes, they go when they go to the Northern Water Tribe, it turns out that only men can be waterbenders. And she gets pissed because she's like, no, fuck this. I want to be a waterbender. And they didn't have that at it at all. I understand it's a movie, but I feel like it's a really good point to show that Katara is like a really strong character. Yeah, and it was one of the things that like made her character memorable was that like she's kind of feminist really pow- struggle and that yeah. she like she does not want to conform to the way the world is. She's going to fight back against things that are wrong in the world whether they're with the people that are on her side or they're against the Fire Nation and like all of the overarching evil things that they're doing. Like she wants progress and like good for the world. And yeah. so like that's who she is. And in this movie, yeah, you're right. There's none of that. Like no, you, you don't get she it. Is- Literally She's, only there to be a narrator. 
Yeah, to be a narrator and to be like kind of a love interest for Aang, but, but they don't really. they have no chemistry whatsoever and yeah. barely interact. Yeah. It's and just like she gives him like she gives him like, you know, like the big eyes sometimes and just like she's like staring at him or, you know, they have like a weird awkward moment at one point, but like yeah, there's yeah, and then the scene where, um, in the movie where they try to liberate the, the, the earthbenders, right? Yeah. The whole point of that part was that it showed, like, in the, in the show, Katara is the one that does it. Katara is the one that's like, no, we need to save these people. And, like, Aang and Sokka are like, no, we gotta go. Like, we're running out of time. And she's like, no, these people need help. And the whole point was that, like, these earthbenders were so down on themselves. And they're like, we can't do anything. Like, we can't fight back. And she goes and gets herself captured, and she, like, rallies everyone. She's like, hey, you guys are really strong. You know, you could do this. Like, just don't let them get to you. And she helps them out. And it just shows how, like, amazing she is as a person, that she cares a lot about people even when they don't care about themselves. But then this movie just flips it and makes Aang the, the fucking like, savior, and it's like, oh my god. The literal white savior. Literally! Literally! And, like, she... Katara doesn't do anything! It's so stupid! I hate it so much, because she's such a useless character. Also, they are, like, literally white saviors, because I think other than the guy who teaches waterbending in the Northern Water Tribe, they are, like, the only white people in this movie. Yeah. Yeah! yeah. And it just pisses me off, because, like, I love Katara so much, because she's just such a cool character that she can be this mothering nurturing type of person but also she's like super fucking badass and she's like i will fight for you and she doesn't she's not that at all she's just like oh it pisses me off so much yeah <laughs> I, I i the one character who i do feel like they nailed the essence of or at least as close as this movie comes to nailing the essence of a character was Zuko. I felt like they got a lot of his development right. Yeah. His kind of like moral gray area, how he wants to like win back in the Fire Nation, and but he that doesn't necessarily mean he like agrees with everything they do, and he kind of fights against them sometimes. And it's like a little bit of an anti-hero, even in the arcs where he's a villain. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure because this movie was actually slated to have two more movies. Yeah. And I'm sure that would have developed. But because it got cut short, you know, you never get to see that. But yeah, I, I do believe that um, Dev Patel did the best he could. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't really given very much to work with. Absolutely. But I, I thought that he was convincing in the scenes where he was able to just act and, like, he didn't have to say the awful lines of this movie. Yeah. Um, I wanted to correct myself. The guy that plays Uncle Iroh is Ar uh, Iranian-American. Okay. And the person who plays Fire Lord... Ozai is um, New Zealand, and the person that plays um, Admiral Zhao, the Daily Show guy, he yeah. is uh, British American, but also he was born in India. So okay, I just wanted to get that straight. But again, it just shows how okay. So actually, I was care. yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that actually threw me off if we could just briefly touch on that for a second before, there are two more things that I want to talk about, and, uh, like, one of them is the awful choreography before that. Asif Manvi being in this movie, I had never seen him, he's a, for those of you that don't know, he's a Daily Show correspondent, a long time, and, uh, back when Jon Stewart was hosting the show, I don't think he still does it, um, but, like, I had never seen him in a dramatic role, so I, like, kept expecting him to make jokes and stuff, but he doesn't, which is, like, I mean, that's kind of on me. 
but and I yeah, I thought he did okay at being like a mustache twirling villain, I guess. Um, yeah, I mean he was okay, but the one that really I mean the character just sucked, yeah, but character. like Well, in the, in the show he's just kind of like a, I'm going to get you. Ah, yeah. That's basically his character. But Yeah, so he nailed it. Yeah. Um the character that really pissed me off as well too um was the uh, Uncle Iroh character in this. I wouldn't even call him. Uncle See, Iroh. I actually disagree on that, but no, go ahead. I love Iroh. He is this type of person that's like, I know I'm on the bad side, but like... One of the best characters from the show. Oh, I will give you that. Easily. I love him so much. He's funny, but he's really caring. He loves Zuko as his own son because, again, his son died. Um, But he just has this, like, really, like, charming ease to him where Mm -hmm. he's just like, let's just drink some tea and let's, like, Zuko, fucking chill out. Yeah. Yeah. None of that. None of that here. And he's also, like, deeply spiritual and concerned about the right thing versus the wrong thing. Versus, like, just what's, like, what is what is my nation telling me to do? Versus, like, what do I think is right and wrong? Yeah, and, like, over the show, like, over the course of the show, you sh- it shows you that, like, the, the secret things that Iroh has done to protect a lot of people without telling anyone. And, yeah. like, people will call him, like, oh, you tried to take over the, the Earth Kingdom and you failed. Um, you suck. Like, blah, 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 blah. And he doesn't, like... He doesn't take that to heart at all. He's like, I know I'm, what I'm doing is right. And he has that kind of, like, mentality going. But in this, he's just, like, stripped of everything. See, I... He's obviously a very different character in this movie. But I thought that it hit... It, the, the actor, I thought, number one, like, was a pretty talented actor. And, like, he, I think, um, like, imbued the character with, like, some... Le- more charisma than is typical for any of the characters in this movie. Um, and, like, I thought that he, you got the sense of him caring and of, of and of him being a good uncle. There isn't the comedic relief aspect of the character. And he's not delved into as much. But you do get certain beats of like okay he clearly obviously he cares about Zuko more than he cares about the Fire Nation about like his sense of duty or his sense of like obligation to do it follow orders um and and I thought they they hit some aspects of it certainly more than they did for most of these characters uh he's not the same character as he is on the show but I, I thought he was one of the better parts of the movie I guess but like even the again grading on an extreme curve (laughs) um the way he looks, too, I don't think it matched up at all. Because, like, Uncle Iris is supposed to be a lot shorter than Zuko. I'm, I'm this kind of, like, short, stumpy guy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you're getting a little picky now. But, like, it's, like, that dynamic where, like, Zuko's super tall and he's, like, looks like he's supposed to be in charge and you have Uncle Iroh. But, like, in, in reality, Iroh's kind of in charge, secretly. Yeah. You wouldn't expect it, though, because he's just, like, chunky old guy that's short. Who know? also, like, is joking all the time and being kind of goofy. And, yeah. Yeah. But he's, like, that lovable character, you know, and they just took a shit on him. Disagree a little bit, but I, I, I get you where you're where coming, coming from. from and you right? all, yeah. Um, the other thing that we have to talk about in this movie is the bending, the choreography, and the bending. It, well, yes, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, so one, one and the same. But yes, the bending and the choreography of it, like. It was almost like somebody had told M. Night Shyamalan that this movie, that, like, the bending is inspired by martial arts. And he's like, okay, well, let's just make it, like, a really, like, like dated, look like a really dated karate movie. And, like, where they have to do, like, for the bending, they, like, number one, it's laughable. Like, it looks like a bad stage musical. Yeah. Like, in terms it of, takes- like, when they're doing fights. They have to do, like, 17 motions to do the most simple, like, bend and get something to move. 
move. Like in the show, one of the things that was cool about it was yes, they were, they were doing these martial arts motions, but it was like with the elements. So like if they swung a punch, they would do a punch to like have the fire go forward and stuff. This one, there's like 17 steps, and then you see like a rock rise out of the ground and go at someone, and it just looks so unnatural and so bad. And like it, it looks like a direct to DVD movie that you would find it's at like clunky. a CVS or something. It's so clunky yes. and it, it's tiring because it's like they're they're doing like 20 moves. You'd think then... like at least if the dialogue was horrible, the acting was horrible, like okay, the special effects will at least be really cool in a movie like this. No! Absolutely They not. still suck and this movie <laughs> even takes that away from you. And I get that they're trying to go off a, a, a cartoon and you know, the laws of physics and cartoons, it's a lot easier to kind of like do the motions and stuff but what made the bending great in the in the show is that it's so fluid and it's like I don't even that's still BS to me like we have Spider-Man movies and like stuff where people do all kinds of moves that yeah, are not I'm realistic just, that's what I'm saying and they just yeah. didn't take that they didn't take that element of the bending where it's like basically for some people it's like an extension of their arm that's what their bending yeah. is and it's like or their leg or whatever yeah, like they do but, these motions and like it, I don't it's just like so overwrought like every single movement that they do I know it, yeah it's like they do like 15 push five cartwheels to move it like goes a from this, of water. It goes from this graceful, like, awesome, really visually distinct fighting style to, like, it just looks like a chore. It does. And it takes so long that the movie even makes fun of this in the, in, like, in its own movie in that, like, because it takes so long to summon any little element of anything, Katara's, like, in the in step 17 of her, like, 23-step <laughs> process to raise a water shield, and that's the only reason that Zuko is able to, like, slam her against a tree during their showdown in the yeah. Northern Water yeah. Tribe uh, because it takes like 20 years for her to do anything. Oh and so like the movie even self-critiques this aspect of it, but then at no point was like, ah, you know, maybe we should make that look cooler. Not like it's like, you know, like the Broadway musical version of bending. Yeah. Um, the A little fun fact is that M. Night Shyamalan picked this kid for, avatar, for the Avatar because he was really good at martial arts. Is it because he's just as... Oh, I thought you were going to say... And it's, it's because, like, you know what? It, you don't really get that sense at all in the movie. No! Well, that too, but you should be focusing on if there's a, this kid's a good actor, why are you focusing on the martial arts? I don't understand. Like, also, like, why are you focusing on martial arts if you're going to have him do these, like, Scooby-Doo-ass action scenes where, like... <laughs> The, the scene where Zuko's stalking him and Aang is standing behind him and literally moving with him. Oh like, my god! Like a fucking Scooby-Doo villain that they're looking for and can't find. I know! Like, or like they're running when they're running from a Scooby-Doo monster or yeah, something. Yeah, and it's like, like really? You're gonna spend literally, screen I was, time on this? I was laughing out loud at like moments of this movie and some of the bending motions that they do it's and stuff like that. sad. Yeah, it's... I don't know. Also, they just take something that was so cool and they just ruin it. And it's a, it's just like it really distills down what this movie's whole approach to all this was. was like, okay, here's this cartoon that people really love, but like we are not going to follow any of what make it made it successful. There's clearly no understanding of what people liked about it and what made it cool. And like let's just throw a bunch of CGI in here and like, you know, do our own thing because like like that's why like I I don't think that you take like a name director to make a movie like this because they're going to want to put their own imprint on it or have it be their own version 
version where someone who's like a little bit more young and hungry might have tried to like you know just stay faithful to the material and just distill that down into two hours and yeah. And, yeah. and not yeah so apparently like they they eat rock candy in the earth kingdom fuck. like that's what this movie thinks is like like you know like oh they're earth kingdom so look they eat rock candy like da da da, da. like that's I don't know. I, I have no. I have no more words for this movie. It's oh. just, it's irredeemable. Yeah. Apparently, M Night Shyamalan, after the movie came out, he then later stated, I think a, a little while after the movie came out, he's like, yeah, I didn't really like this movie. This was kind of like my junk movie where I just made, you know, just to get money and like. This was, was the, his junk movie. Yeah, that. And he's after made a couple Earth, of them. Yeah, After Earth, he is part of his junk movie category you know yeah what about the happening is that included in there i don't know but anyways he was like yeah towards like the middle of it i just kind of gave up i just wanted to be over it's like no you're a fucking like director that has made like yeah see i mean that honestly doesn't surprise me in the least yeah but it's like you're taking something that a lot of people love and you're just basically just half-assing it because you just got tired of you know trying to do this and it's like that's not then you shouldn't be a director i just don't understand why you give someone like that that like isn't uh, like someone who lo- clearly loves this material like marvel has now shown like what happens when you give people who like actually grew up loving this material the reins of these things yeah. and like you see that love pour through on screen and that's the way to do adaptations is you need someone who like they can do their own thing but they need to have like a healthy respect and appreciation for what made the source material great so that when they are deviating it's like out of doing something interesting versus doing it just to do it yeah so with that I mean, we know that Netflix is doing a live-action Avatar The Last Airbender. What are you hoping that is going to be in this show? That was, like, what, what do you I'm going to need a five-minute monologue at the beginning where Katara just disavows the, like, the movie. <laughs> or in-universe, they're like, they're like, oh, yeah, like, the, this this is fire. They, they call it Fire Nation propaganda to, <laughs> ma- to make Aang look bad. There you go. There they you somehow go. have movies in this version of the Avatar. I don't know. Yeah, I just hope... No, I mean, just, like, watch the show, number one. Like, I think that's probably step one, is, like, have the people who are making it, like, actually watch and, like... Don't maybe have an intern watch it for you and when then you're doing you. When you're doing the job interviews, be like, have you seen the Avatar? And then if they say yes to that, the next step on the decision tree is, did you like it and why? And you figure out, like, you know, if the person that you're hiring to make this actually appreciates the material and gets what makes it good... Yeah, I didn't even rewatch this show. I only sport- watched a couple episodes with you as you were going through it, and I'm still mad about this. Like, I loved that show growing up, and like, yeah, this is just th- this movie is just offensive on almost every single level, um, just artistically, everything. Yeah, um, I am pleading to the Netflix gods, please, please, please do better than this movie. I, it's I, low there's bar. almost no could. way they could do worse. I they would have to try. Yeah, they would have to try. Just please. I like, feel like I feel like if I set out to make the worst Avatar movie ever made, I honestly could this. not do worse than this. Yeah, this is trash. Like, please take the spirit of the show and the characters and the storylines. Please. How angry would you be it. if they continued it with like like the TV series was a continuation, all the same actors? I'd riot. I'd riot in the streets. <laughs> I would. I would go out there with a mask on, obviously, and riot in the streets. And I think a lot of people would too. So it's a lot, it's a lot of banking on this show. 
Please don't fuck it up. All right, we gotta wrap it up. This this movie sucked. Go don't watch, watch the TV. Go don't watch just it. Watch, watch the TV show again. If you're tempted, just watch the TV show again or something. Yes, please. And anything but this movie. Yes, please. Don't don't give the movie credit at all. Um. Anyways, whew, I'm all sweaty because I got really angry about that. Knees weak. Arms are heavy. <laughs> yeah, I'm not vomiting on my sweater yet. Um, but close. So, uh, if you like this episode or you want to see, or you want to listen to any more of our episodes, please give us a, uh, a like on Apple Podcasts, not iTunes. You like podcasts now? Is that no, a thing? Not like. No, not like. Leave subscribe. us a five-star review. Yeah, leave us a five-star review. God, Mia. Uh, yeah, leave us a five-star review. Leave a suggestion for a movie you want us to watch and we'll, we'll, we'll take it into consideration because, um, you know, we're like, we're, you know, we're still going through and we, we still obviously both have childhood movies that we haven't watched yet. But we want to watch your childhood movies. Yes, we want to, we want to, you know, follow what, uh, Rewind and Reconsideration thinks that, uh, we should do. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so we'll decide what movie we're going to watch next. We'll announce it at some point. Yeah, I mean, I promise at some point we'll get better of, like, having the next movie chosen when we record the We have not been that great about that lately. It's the element but of surprise. Yeah, we're, we, yeah we just now. like to surprise you when we... Uh, and just, like, you know, follow us on Twitter, Rewind, Reconsider. Uh, follow me, follow Mia. We, we tweet about, you know, among other things, but what movie we're watching next. And, yeah. All right, everyone. Thanks again. If you um, made it this far, sincerely, thank you. It, I promise you it was still better time spent than watching this movie. <laughs> I cannot believe that I actually went through and did that. Same, same. Um, anyways, guys, stay safe, wear a mask, wash your hands, and uh, peace.